the boys at 161st Street. I'm your host, Luke Rella, here with Damon and Murph. Yankees take, they split the doubleheader. They lose again tonight when we're recording this against the Phillies, but we split the series overall, and we're still 9-3. Who cares? We're going to win the World Series. See you at the parade. Let's get into it. All right. Got a very, very, I'll say it one more time, very special episode here for you guys today. We are joined by special guest Michael K. You ever heard of him? How's it going, guys? No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, he's, he'll be at the back end of this show. We're going to make you stick around. He listened to us for a little bit. We're fun, but he is going to be at the back half of this episode. We're going to run about 30 minutes. Then we're going to get that. A lot of fun with him. Wild talking to Michael K, hearing him yeah. talk, like his voice not coming through a TV. Really yeah. cool. Had a lot of debate type topics with him. Not really interview like, more just, just debates. Yankees, banter. A lot of fun. But first, how you doing, Murph? Good. Good. Uh, yeah, it was a, the interview is going to be really exciting. Um, I thought it was really awesome, really cool to hear Michael K. And uh, we got a series to break down and a series to look forward to. With the Rays. Yeah, definitely a huge series with the Rays. What are we going, four games? I believe four games, right? Four. I think so, yeah. Nice yeah. four-piece McNugget. It well, gets all confusing now. Well, there was a Who bunch knows, of scheduling but... changes that was just released today during the, the game. So I don't think these were affected, but I know the ones in Baltimore that were playing are affected. They're playing a bunch of doubleheaders in September. But I think we're, we're all good to go for the next series of, of four games. Ready to rock and roll? Yeah. I think we sweep the race. Bold prediction. Not that bold. Fuck Blake Snell. Yeah. He, How about that? It, it's one thing to trash talk, but then like you're poking the bear. You're poking the bear. And you're poking the bear at the wrong time. I oh, love it. Well, I love it. Like poke the bear, go for it, but fuck you. We're going to come out and it's just It's one like, thing to you. poke the bear if you, you've backed it up in the past. There are two problems I have with this. One, Blake Snell sucked last year. So who are you Truth. to fucking talk? And two... The Yankees played them 19 times last year. Murphy, do you want to know how many times the Yankees won those games? Somewhere between 11 and 13. Right in the middle. Right in the middle, 12. <laughs> Nailed it, Murphy. You did that on purpose. But yes, the Yankees won 12 out of the 19 meetings against the Tampa Bay Rays, who also don't have any fans that go to their game. So that's another just could be a home field advantage. Yeah, they're, they're the only team in baseball that has a home field advantage. Yeah, we would have more fans in front of the empty stadium. Yeah, yeah. So it just blows my mind that he talks that shit. What did he exactly say? If in case the listeners have, it's, like, it's just like the basically the feelings better when you beat the Yankees. I kind of uh, love that he said that. He's, no, he said when we beat the Yankees, we party a little bit harder than everybody else. That's the team we love to beat. You ha- you haven't done it, so clearly you haven't been partying very often. Yeah, and it's like what, it. what a thing to say right now. It's like. Cool. You're going to party in your separate hotel rooms. You're not going to party. Go You're going to lose. Go play MLB The Show and stream and talk shit about it. Like, he's shit at MLB off. The Show, too. I watched a few streams. He's not even good. I uh, could beat him. I love that he said it. 
I love the I like, Arizona, I, like yeah. I like being that team. I'll that, say it. You know, it just says something about us when we're the team that every team's out to I get. like I like the trash talk cuz for one thing it like it gets other people excited to watch a game that are gets not the die hard baseball fans. You saw you saw um the Cincinnati Reds and the Cleveland Indians trash talk on Twitter? No, did that? That was yeah, so funny. That yeah. was funny. Like the team this, accounts were talking to each other. That's the funny. And like the <laughs> the Indians were Something like the something about like was it LeBron? No, was it something about LeBron? I got it. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. So Cincinnati, like the Reds tweeted out pictures of uh, the Reds warming up in Cleveland, and it was like, ah, Cleveland, the city's so nice. LeBron left it twice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then the Indians responded and said like, how many, how many cha- NBA how many titles, championships do the Reds or how the, many the championships Cincinnati does have. Cincinnati basketball have? And then they responded and said we haven't lost a game. It was just because there's no team. That'd be yeah, like just, that'd be like if if we were to run just the Yankees account, we'd just be shitting on everybody yeah, the entire time. It's so funny. No, the NL Central's been doing that. Like they're on TikTok. Like they do. They like they're like rating their opponents. I saw um, the Reds doing that a lot. We'll yeah, it's a lot of the Reds, and Amir Garrett's like right in the middle of it too. It's yeah. funny. Well, speaking they're of like which, all their social media teams, got to be just like a bunch of nineteen-year-old kids in the media room, just yeah, yeah I love thinking it. of ways. Well, speaking of which, the the Rays are notorious for that. Remember the poems they did for Valentine's Day? Yeah, uh, yeah and they they yeah. did like a nice one for every single team, and then they just did like "fuck you, Yankees" or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was funny. It didn't even rhyme. It was like roses are red, violets are blue, Yankees I hate. Oh yeah. wait, that does rhyme. But <laughs> I, 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 I love the I love the competition though. Oh it's, no 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 no! It, it didn't rhyme. It was roses are red, violets are blue. The Death Star blew up twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny though. Like, I don't that care is funny. That. Like, no, I, I love that. Funny. Anyway, I mean the Yankees are never gonna do that. It's kind of off brand, but I like seeing teams do that. It's yeah, funny. they gotta yeah. get any any buzz they can. But anyway. Let's just wrap up this this series. Not really that much to talk about, other than the fact that like you know, Jay Happ is the worst player on this team. Not uh, looking good. No, not looking, not looking good. good. So Jay Happ, game Kevin one. Won. Quick recap, game one. Uh, Yankees lose eleven seven to the Phillies. Jay Happ comes out and blows it. Three innings pitched, one uh, three hits, four runs, four earned. At the big, the biggest part like was eleven walks, six right? walks. Yeah, six, six walks. walks in three innings. His current ERA is a 10.29. To be fair, guess who was behind the dish? What? Yeah, Angel Hernandez. Yeah, was behind yeah, the dish. yeah. But, so, but that, that's not a, that's not. An but excuse. here's the thing, though. Here's the he Angel Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez was going both ways. He wasn't only calling strikes he, balls. Like he always he was, goes both ways. He's a bad ump. No, he was also saying. calling ball strikes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's he, not a that's a, not a good thing. There's no excuses for either side. Hap did yeah. suck. I know. Angel I'm just saying, also uh, yeah, I, I know. Yes. Which but it doesn't help. They help. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Either way, Hap did not look good, and the walks just killed him. And just in situations where it's a no-brainer to pitch to the guy, like there's man on second or man on bases loaded, even, and they're trying to pitch around a guy, or he's attempting to pitch to him and just failing miserably, and miserably. And he's walking. You can't do that. I hate how. You cannot walk a guy with bases loaded, especially in the situation there we're in. Murph, you like Hap? I can't say I like Hap, no, but Maybe I'm more like worried Hap? about Paxton also. I don't like Hap, but I, I'm not, not going to say anything else. I don't, like, I don't Hap. like Hap. So we don't like Hap. Hap should be gone. I don't know. I mean, I, I think voting. I'm concerned with all of our lefties at this point because Montgomery didn't look great today either. He Montgomery looked like shit. So we'll, we'll get to Montgomery. Yeah. Let's finish game one. Game right. one, so... Seven inning doubleheader, first game of the doubleheader. If this game was nine, we win the game. Especially if Ford goes yard. Ford missed a home run by like a, a foot. 
Yeah, no, like you could have you could have been hanging off the foul pole and reached out and caught the ball. Yeah, yeah. It just goes to show if you swing a half a um, half a half of a half of a second sooner or later, that goes that's gone. You know what this this game felt like to me though? It, I mean, you throw Hap out there, then you throw Holder, then you throw Nick Nelson, who actually was good until today, until that game, and then Sessa at the end. I like that Sessa came in. Good to see him back, but it, that felt like you punted all game for the first. Every up until Sessa came in, like, and, well, then why, and then why do you throw Sessa at the end if he's gonna if you're well, down by that much? I don't know because I think that they they play the game. It doesn't go the way in the beginning. It's looking like it's a wash. And then you come back a little bit, and now you're trying to t- start to plan out if oh shit we might win this game. Should we adjust the who's coming into this game now in the bullpen? So I, I get there's a tough decision to make. Felt like a punt. Yeah, but also early on, Nick Nelson did do really well in, in his outing, and not this game. Felt the end. Yeah, not this game. Cool, whatever. I think no, I maybe know. not the guy to put in there right now, but he was performing well in the game before that, and I think he's gonna be good. But well, it's also all, the first game. It's also the it's first, also yeah. the first game yeah. of the doubleheader. Yeah, I mean, you got two, three games in two days. I mean, you're not gonna start throwing your best relievers in the first game if you're down runs. Yeah. No, I get that. And his final line is 1.2 innings, seven hits, six earned. Not a good look. <laughs> not a good look. But that that's a bad <laughs> line. Was that? Yeah, but that's no. also. But he on came Boone. in. He came in. No, it's not because he. I yes, mean, it is. He came in after they had already given up four runs by Hap. Then Holder actually came in and was lights out. Didn't even give up a hit. And then he put in Nick Nelson. But you're down four at that point, I think you are. Or three or whatever. At that moment, Boone punted it because feels like he let him in for that long. Which he sucks because it feels, it feels like a punt, which sucks because we put up, we put up seven. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, if it was nine, we win the game because this team has absolutely no quit. Did Judge, judge hit home run this game, right? Of course he did. I don't even know. I'm going to look at the stats. I know he did. Yes, he did. He had a three-run home run. He had three RBIs. He had a three-run home run. Yeah, it was a three-run home run. This, I mean, we should just ask the question every time we recap a game. Did Judge hit him run? Yes. Yeah. We don't even need to look. But either way, that's the end of that game. That's all I want to say about it. Game two. What happened game two? 3-1. One. one game two, 3-1. Three, 3-1. One. Three, one. Yeah. That was Talkman, Talkman and uh, Voight homered. That was the Talkman Voight show? Talkman yeah. had a, uh, and Urshela also had that an was, That was really a, like I said before in our, in our post game, it was a pitching duel between... Um, Nola and the our bullpen, like he shut us out. Yeah, Nola, and, Nola looked good. And thank God the Phillies bullpen is absolutely horrible. Horrible. Because mm-hmm. as soon as they came in, we scored two runs, and we hit the crap out of the ball too. It wasn't like it wasn't just two back to back home runs. It was we hit the crap out of the ball. Like yeah. just goes to show how bad their bullpen is, and. Honestly, how good Nola pitched that game because he absolutely shut us out. Is it just me, well, or, did, or did the Yankees good. did the Yankees just score late only? Yeah. I feel like I feel like a lot of games I've seen, maybe not so much recently in this series, but at least beforehand, it seemed like they were scoring the first three or four innings and then not yeah. again until late. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't the think they scored a run in the fifth inning all year. Yeah, it's almost like a pressure they did thing. Tonight, like, as soon as they feel some pressure, they feel <laughs> no, they, they didn't though. tonight, so they might not have innings three through like seven. We don't score. Yeah. We score yeah. all oh. of our runs in the first second. Unless it's eight, a seven-inning game. Unless it's a seven-inning game. Cause it's just once you see the end of the tunnel, they're like, okay, we need to turn it on. I and mean, they, and they do. Like, not to jump too far forward, but even tonight, like, really close to having ninth-inning fireworks tonight, too. Yeah. yeah. We, we almost won that game. Six, we're, we're six feet away from Voight hitting yeah, a Voight, monster. Voight just run. missed that one by just a touch. And uh, let's just get into the next game because uh, there's nothing really... 
actually, the only thing I, d- I want to bring up about game two was obviously we get the dub. Uh, but Chad Green, again, coming out looking like an absolute stud. 2.1 innings, no hits, no earned runs, no walks, 2Ks. Not much else you can say. He's a most valuable reliever, most valuable reliever right now. Pretty sure Green, Adovino, and Britton all so haven't zero. given up a run yet. Yeah. yeah. And then we're, we're getting it. We just got Sessa back, which is huge. We just getting Chapman back soon. He just threw a bullpen, I think. So, but Green Green's also been the guy who just comes in for two two innings and just kind of is that buffer and just is absolutely lights out. And he is such a reliable reliever at this point and a huge, huge middle relief guy to to like kind of help us get back on track if that starting pitcher is not doing too well. Chad Green's stats this season, 24 batters faced, one hit, one walk, which was intentional, and he probably didn't even want to do that. He probably could have struck that guy out too. 11 strikeouts, zero runs. Yeah. Wow. Chad Green's really good. Yeah. Best reliever okay. on this team. I don't even want to hear Chapman because, honestly, when – I think I think the argument can be made, I, and I see your face, Murphy. But I think you can't you can't say that Chad Green's not right now, right now. Oh right, yeah, okay, yeah. So Absolutely. like hottest maybe like right well, now. It's, it's, but he's definitely Chapman's not even in right now. But honestly, he's on twenty four. He's, he's the most valuable reliever hands down, and that's that's yeah because the flexibility he brings to the most table. underappreciated reliever in the bullpen. I will uh, gladly give him. Yeah. that. in the league, I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah he's underrated. Like I don't know if I don't. He's, not, he's just not better than Chapman. Chapman throws 103 miles an hour. Underrated, like <laughs> breakfast for dinner. Nice, nice analogy. Just come What's your that? favorite breakfast food for dinner? French toast. Mm, there, there is no debate. It's a good one. I w- uh, I was gonna I say wasn't. I was gonna say chocolate chip pancakes. I was really thinking you guys were gonna shit on that analogy off the dome. No, I thought it was good. Um. I think you gotta go sweet though. I feel like eggs is kind of a cop out. So yeah, no, I. So I'm with you. I was gonna go the eggs route. Eggs is a but cop I out. I think you're right. Eggs is a cop out. It's like I've sure. had eggs burger burger with eggs. That's like, yeah, but is that breakfast for dinner also? I don't know. I think blueberry pancakes. That's like <laughs> that's deep, man. That's deep, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going blueberry pancakes. Final answer. Nice, nice. Blueberry pancakes. Yeah. Death they, row I'm meal. Death row meal. Pancakes. What are you getting? Wow. Deep. We're getting deep. That's, so, that's, this so is tough. A, that's not even deep. That's just what's your favorite meal? And I go back and forth in this all the time though. I have an answer. I've I have this just packed away. I've been asked this question so many times what and I've asked it? so many people. Uh chicken parm. Easy. You know it's gonna no be weird. Doubt. I I go through this a lot too, but a good risotto good, too. A good mac and cheese with some breadcrumbs. Yeah. And then a perfectly cooked and seasoned chicken cutlet on top of that. And a tiny bit of hot sauce. Murph, can I guess your death row meal? <laughs> sure. Um, give me a second. I'm gonna have to pick. It, it's something, something beer battered. No. I was gonna say, <laughs> just, I was like, gonna say like, just like I, I made shrimp tacos. I like, shrimp tacos, maybe. I mean, a little definitely bit. not a death row meal. Love shrimp tacos. No, de- I'm thinking like Baja blast on the nah, side. No, nah, I'm taking like, <laughs> I'm, taking like a, I'm taking a ribeye, and then I'm taking. Um, Two eggs, sunny side up over corned beef hash. Wow, you're doing a cross of cross reference yeah. of food. I like that. Well, no, because steak's perfect for both. Because you can have steak for breakfast. Exactly, steak and, and eggs, and steak and eggs with corned beef hash. Essentially, steaks, steaks and eggs and cakes. Be mine. Um, all right, let's get back to the baseball. I'm hungry now. Yeah, let's go order some diner food. Sure. Uh, what? Where? Where do we leave off? The third game. Help me out. 
Third game, game I'm talking about. Yankees win. No, they don't. <laughs> that was we tonight. Third game. Third game. No, we we're talking about a good chat. Chad's really good. Third Chad game. Really good. We just watched the third game. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this game was annoying. They win. They. they I keep saying they win. I'm just so used to saying they win because yeah. they're nine and three. It's fine. We did not win. We did, uh, we did not win. The ump behind the plate, uh, Little, whatever his name is. I have no idea. Worst worst umpire. He's he's up there with Angel Hernandez. And Angel Hernandez was in the crew today, so he probably gave him some tips. Yeah. <laughs> on how to hey, here's miss. how to blow a game. Yeah, they're, right? they're using the same set of glasses behind the plate. Have we yeah. seen a good ump this year? I don't uh, but you know. You never pick out a good ump. I know. It's like, you notice it's like a bad. good long snapper in football. If you're a really good long snapper, <laughs> nobody really notices. You just do wow. your job. But if you screw up. Murphy metaphor. Damn. I need a metaphor analogy right now. Is that now a metaphor? Sorry, I only no, knew that because I was a long snapper. That's not a that's an analogy. Sure. I was Same a long snapper in high school football, so I just know that that's yeah. That, yeah, you only that, notice that works. you only notice the bad things, so yeah. you only notice I was mistakes. Damn good too. Yeah, I, I bet. Glenn's well, falls. Well, you get the better you were. Glenn's falls. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 your analogy, your wisdom. So other notes in this game: Gary goes long. Finally, Gary, Gary needed that more. Yeah, than we he, needed that. He could breathe. He needed that more than his next. And it wasn't even. It was a nice, nice hit, but a, it was honestly just glorified pop up that he got a lot of the ball. And Almost just, didn't go out. He didn't take that. He muscled it out. He muscled it out. So it's kind of huge. It's a big confidence booster. Um, Harper thought it stayed in. He played it. Yeah. Like, he played it like it yeah. was a, like it was in. He just threw it to second. But I, I'm still a little worried Silly just because Harper. he he didn't really just square that up. He kind of just got under it, muscled it out. Well, you know I, what I though? Never, I feel like I never see Gary go oppo. True. It's kind of weird. Also true. Yeah. You know what, though? I don't even care if he didn't get all of it. He Sometimes you just got to see him go out, Yeah. and that, that one got out. So yeah. hopefully this turns the corner for him, turns a new leaf, really yeah. just gets something going. Somebody who does need to get something going needs a little bit of that, who I predicted in the pregame show. Shout out pregame show. If you guys don't watch the pregame show, I don't know what you're doing. It's in our Instagram stories before the games, usually 45 minutes. It's like the easiest before. way to watch anything. You literally just pop it's, it's, it's in the Instagram. Did you guys read my comments on it today? We did read yeah, your comments. Yeah. My phone was frozen, but I bought a new phone literally right after the Yeah, if you the tuned in to the pregame right. show today or yesterday when you're listening to this, Damon was, it was just me. It was, it was the Luke Rella show. <laughs> Damon <laughs> on Twitter was fine, on Instagram. Damon, people would comment. They were ripping you apart in the comments. Like, I, I don't, couldn't read any I of them. I can't see. The, I can't hear the guy on the bottom. And I read yeah. that. I was like, okay. So you guys got me right now. Yeah. Anywho, I said in the pregame show that Glaber was going to go three for four and a triple shy of the cycle. Boy, Yikes. was I wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. You were, also, you were as wrong as I was about runs in the first. I missed all my bets. Yeah. I took uh, under nine and a half total runs for both teams. That hit. Oh, that did hit. Did it hit? I took the over. What yeah. was the score? 5-4. Five, five, four. Four. Oh, wow. That's nine. Vegas, Good baby. <laughs> no, Vegas, baby. They, I didn't know. I forgot the score. So I hit that. Got some money back on that. But I missed. I bet the under on Guardy. Half, uh, half total bases. Like, not, not get a hit, basically. And he, and he bunted for a hit right away. Just ruined that for me. He was me. laughing so hard when that happened. That was ridiculous. Like, yeah. that would, that's the way to lose, right? That's like, so that's funny. how it goes. And then the other two were Yankees money line. Obviously, that missed. And then I took Yankees to score first. That didn't happen. So not a good day on the on the on the sheets for the kid. Uh, if you were listening in the pregame show and trying to follow our picks, 
Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> come, come to the entertainment because we don't know what we're doing, but it's fun to pick. We'll some, keep a running total. Yeah, but so you know what though? We do the shrieker shrieking game, and uh, what does that what does that sound like, Damon? That's we're where we run around. So with that, just to talk about what we do in the pregame show too, we pick who we think is going to get a hit that day. And game the first pregame show we did, Damon picked Miggy, and then he got sent down the very next game. So we gave him negative one. <laughs> that wasn't a rule before, but we decided that that is fair. You, you pick a so guy the rules. and it gets sent to the alternate site, you're getting negative one. No teams. Just those, those, for those who might be a little confused as to what it is, um, there's this app, I'm sure it still exists, but it's called Beat the Streak, where basically yeah. you'd have to pick a new batter in the whole MLB, string some hits together to get 56 day after day after day. We're basically doing our own version of that for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. That's so where the streaking comes from. I picked from. Judge because, I, I mean, why not? And honestly, I had third pick. I got him at the last at the, the last pick in the draft, and why not pick him? He's hot as a pistol. He got a hit. He got two that night, I think. Yeah. Damon picked Miggy, negative one for you. Who'd you pick, Murph? I did not have a pick yesterday. Mm, that's also negative one points. For negative not one for not locking in the pick. <laughs> yes. But Damon, <laughs> Damon surprisingly, tried, he tried to be a hero with Miggy. And he tried to be a hero I'm just today. A bold, with, I'm bold. I'm bold. I'm trying Gary. to go out there. I'm trying to save the the prime guys for when I'm in striking distance to kind of get on top. Yeah, because then you guys are going to have all the shitty players. Yeah. And I'm going to be up here just like picking out Judge, LeMahieu, Stan, yeah. and you guys are going to just be just in my dust. Murph, that's the rule too. If you pick one person, you can't pick them again until, you, yeah, good and, to know. until you've used everybody up. Yeah. And I picked Glaber today, which similar pick to, to Damon over here. I, I really thought he was going to come out of the gates swinging almost hit for the cycle. He didn't have anything. So mm-hmm. I... So now that I missed that, do I go to zero or do I just have one? Do we do cumulative or is it a streak? Got to go back to zero. It's a streak. Go back to zero. It's a streak. All right. So, so I'm at zero too. Did you put a pick in today, Murph? Yeah, yeah Harris Shella. Oh, I was going to say. I was so quick to ring so you up. So Murph's got one and we both have zero. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. Well, no, Murph has one, zero now. No, there's no negative one. There's zero. No, there's zero and up. You, you can't go below zero. If anyone, if anyone else gets sent one. down, then I'll go back to zero. And negative. Corman also has one. I forget who he picked, but I think whoever he picked he got picked a hit. He picked Stan. He didn't get one. He yeah. picked Stan. Stan got a hit. He did? Yeah, late in the game. Okay. I so, think, um, that was little, in the left field. Yeah. That's a little funny. Oh, he did get it. Yeah, he did. He did. I it forget was, what it was a blooper to center, I think. It was Stan? No, it was in the left, I think. Yeah, it was. It did. It almost... So it's a double. Saw chalk. Uh, so that's. Oh, it was in the right. It was in the right. I was about to say. That's I a fun right. little One game. One of the fields. It's a fun little game we played in the pregame show. We also do our bets and we talk about the lineups. A lot of fun there. Make sure to check that out on Twitter and Instagram. And wow, I'm promoting things just that we would love some reviews on iTunes. We did get some great reviews last time uh, between last episode and now. Uh, if you do leave a review, which I highly recommend you do. You could win a free t-shirt. That's always fun. And we'll shout you out. So make sure to put your name. We'll shout you out because we really appreciate it. It makes yeah. us want to do more episodes. That's enough begging out of me. But please do it. Uh, let's get into awards. What's the first one? First award that we're going to give away is for... It was formerly known as the Ellsbury Award because he's the worst. So just the OGs know that. But we just changed it to the Kevin Malone Award for this reason. 
No arms or legs is basically how you exist right now, Kevin. You don't do anything. So who has no arms or legs and did nothing this series? Murphy, who are you giving the Kevin Malone Award to? I'm glad you let me go first because I have a feeling one of you guys might have been written down. That's and true. So when you say you have no arms or legs, I thought immediately of no arm James Paxton who lost five <laughs> miles an hour off his fastball and might as well start throwing righty at this point because – not just this weekend, but also the weekend before. I'm pretty worried about him because he does not look the same off this back surgery. Mm-hmm. Something's got to give with him, so I'm I'm gonna give him the uh, Kevin Malone award. When's his next? He start? is doing nothing. When's his next start? He's starting Saturday. Yeah, it's about you got Tanaka tomorrow, and then yeah, Tanaka sure tomorrow, Cole... then Paxton. Oh, really? Not yeah, Cole? I think so. Seems like a quick turnaround, but. That's no, what ESPN said. It's definitely Cole. Cole was before Paxton last time. Oh, wait, it could be Sunday. I could be wrong. It's Cole, then Paxton, definitely. Yeah. So who, who are you getting into, Damon? Keep in mind, if Murph went first on this one and you went second, so now I'm going to start off on giving away the belt for the next award. Sure. So um, we'll flip the rotation. I'm going to go with someone who probably fell under the radar, and I mentioned him in the pregame, but Aaron Hicks. I'm a little bit unsatisfied the way he's at the hitting at the plate right now. I know he's sub two hundred, right? He's sub two hundred. I know he's a career two fifty hitter. I know we've been doing a lot of like background research on his career because I feel like he's always just been the highlight person. That's why we always just love him. And don't get me wrong, he's a phenomenal player and I love everything about him. But he's underperforming right now and him like a couple other Yankees on the team, he needs to kind of step up and get and get into a rhythm. But um for right now He's the Kevin of the Yankees, in my opinion. He's got, he spilled his chili. Spilled his chili all over the place. All over the place. I, he, with the him the to key me. is to undercook the onions. The onions. <laughs> I stay up all night <laughs> cooking ancho chilies. <laughs> it's been a recipe passed down for generations in the Malone family. The key family. is to undercook the onions. You're an echo. You just, I just said You're that. You're an echo. Oh Did you God. say that exactly? You just said verbatim that same thing. All right, so my, what's, the, uh, what's the Kevin Award? Really? My award, I'm giving away to the Kevin Award, and it pains me. It really pains me to give it to Glaber, but he has got to figure it out. Because it was going to go to Gary, but he just figured it out. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, he's the last, because there, there have been people that were struggling. It was Gary, Gardner, Glaber. Gary and Gardner figured it out, at least to some degree. They've gotten hits. Glaber is, and Glaber is so much better than both of them. So he's got to yeah. get the, the Kevin Malone award for me for this episode. He has a lot better, bigger expectations, in my opinion. I mean, his expectations are, he's below the Mendoza right now. He needs to at least get yeah. above that right now. And not only above that, we were talking about him being the best player on this team. I get, I, and, I'm, and I'm not saying he's not. I think still think he might be him or Judge, but... He needs to figure it out. He's so much better than this. I know the yep. sky's not falling. It's a very short way into this season, but turn it around, Glaber. I don't. Want, I don't want to see you on the Kevin Malone Award ever again. Yeah, ever. Not one more time. Snake draft style. Who do you got for uh, the Quick belt? Turn around. Giving the belt away. Soundbite for the belt is obviously going to be from the office again. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. I am afraid of how much I love Mike Talkman right now. It's a good pick. He's hot and clutch, and he is going to be the starting left fielder moving forward, or at least I hope he is. That was my reasoning. He's been hot. He's doing everything we ask. He's not doing too much. He's not hitting any home runs or anything like that. He's getting the singles in clutch situations. He plays 
very much plus outfield. He makes all the plays. And I mean, tonight, I said it in the pregame show. I said you have, you have the exact like competition right in front of your eyes. Since we got, uh, what's his name, Talkman in the outfield, you got a guardy out there too. And it's just, you're seeing the two play next to each other. And I think Talkman shows out. I think Talkman's a, a better arm. They're both equal defensively. I think to- I, I I still would give Talkman the nod defensively. Yeah, he plays every outfield position. So does Guardy. But I he's think he's a better player I think right the now. And that's the, the bat story. is better. And I saw the stat today. It was on the uh, broadcast when they pulled it up. He played 94 games with the Yankees, batting like 284, like 13 home runs, and they didn't see the RBIs. But he's playing damn good baseball with us. Ever since he came up, and I feel like he always he's got the clutch gene. It seems uh, I, it, he, he's getting my uh, my the belt for me this week. Yeah. What about you, Damon? I'm gonna go. I mean, not a lot to say about this guy, but I'm giving to Chad Green. Um, he was my second. Pick. He's just been he's just been so lights out, and we talked about him a little bit earlier in this podcast. But it's hard not to give it to the guy. He's just been so dominant out of the bullpen. He's been a big relief for the starting pitchers who have not been able to perform. And he has really just been underrated, kind of just huge, huge, huge asset to his team right now. But can't say enough about him. Um, that's the belt. Murphy. I'm going Gio Urshela. Uh, he, for the same reason that I picked him to get the hit today, I feel like he's been on a tear. Uh, I think before the game they said he was hitting 500. Excuse me, over the last like eight games or so. That was a um, with three home runs in there. Bourbon Sorry. like three seconds. I felt uh, I felt that heartburn. You want some yeah. thumbs? That's the thumbs they're on deck. Um, but yeah, so no, he's been on a roll, uh, both in the field and at the plate, and I just uh, I'm really liking what he's doing. Yeah, hard to dispute that. You wanna get into wanna start rounding third? It's round third, buddy. All right. What is he? The world may never know. So another segment. We've been doing this. We just changed the name again. These are hopefully the ones to stay. We'll probably change the name again and again. But I like this one. Rounding third. It's the debate area. So we each come with one thing we're trying to prove to the rest of us. And each of us are going to make our case for it. And the other two are going to decide if you're safe or out. That's what IE, rounding third, play at the plate. How close is it? Are you hosed? Is it a close one? You know what, Murphy? You can start us start us off here again. State draft style, one more time. So this is the layup now that I'm going first. Uh, I think that and you kind of already touched on it. Like I think that Talkman should be playing every single day, if not almost every single day, maybe four out of five games in left field. And I think we can all agree on that, right? I think we yeah. can agree on that. I thought that was that was mine coming in. Uh, maybe circle back. I'll think of something else. Oh, you know what? Actually, here's one. Um, I don't think that our starting pitching right now looks like they could win a playoff series. Just the starting pitching. Especially since it'll be a three-game series to start. Anybody wins that. We talk, That's what Michael Kay was saying when we talked about that. Shout yeah. out to Michael Kay. We talked to him. That was yeah. Derek Cole cool. looks phenomenal. Other than that, I, we don't have any starting pitchers that look great. Yeah. Bullpen looks awesome. Which bullpen is, looks you know, fantastic. Great, but you can't win just off bullpen. And we just added Sessa and Chapman, so it's going to get even better. I, I agree with I agree with all those. Um I'll go next because it's a stink draft style. Um hot take. 
I think Loisaga is going to be one of the starting pitchers down the road this season. That's a really good one. This season. This season. I over King, over Schmidt. Yes, I do. Not maybe not over them, but I think if Pax doesn't keep delivering, if Hap continues to shit the bed, and there is a couple available spots in there, I think Loisaga is ready to step up. And then if Clark Schmidt, I mean, Clark Schmidt has never pitched in MLB yet. I think you're out there. I, I don't, he is, I mean, you can't just throw a guy into a playoff game. I could throw you out though. Whatever. But I think Loisaga <laughs> has, he has the stuff to be a big league starter for the Yankees right now. I just think he needs to figure out a couple different things and he could really, really, really be a valuable, valuable starter, especially as a fifth day starter. If you have Cole um, Montgomery, hopefully figures it out. In Tanaka, the playoffs, you don't go like five that. days. Whatever. I'm not hey. caring about that right now. I'm just saying down there, like this season, I think if other pitchers continue to shit the bed, Lawaz is going to step up. He borderline has been safe. a starter, though. You're going to say safe? Safe. Here's why. The same thing I just said about how our pitching doesn't look great. Like Damon said, there are spots there. When we were talking in February about who's going to be the fifth starter, Damon and I were both talking about how we thought Loisaga should go there. And that was, you know, during Paxton's surgery when he was supposed to be there, blah, blah, blah. So if the spot's there, he's ready for it. I think the only way that he's not going to be in there if we're going to need him is if we want him to be the long reliever out of the bullpen. It's not going to be because he can't be the starter. It's because we have more people that can start than can long relieve because he looked great as the opener the other day. You know, he had two two uh, two innings, one run, you yeah. know, whatever. He looked good. So he's going to be either a long reliever, an opener type, but I could also see him sliding He's, he's into, got like, the, the velo and he's got the stuff. He's, he's pumping out 98. You're not getting, he's sitting at 98 right now. You're not That's getting exactly. sauce out of me. I don't care. I, I'm going I'm to say it. I'm going to call well, him out. Man, I like that. That was a really good one. That, that was, was a good, good one. But I'll, I'll, uh, here's why I'm going to call him out. It's because I think Kings looked great. I think King, there's such you don't have no evidence let of me him fucking going talk? to sleep. I'm just saying there's no you evidence. You made of that. your case. I'm giving my reaction right. to it. This is what this is. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Pump the brakes. Go ahead. Sheesh. Fuck. You're out. And now I'm bringing you up twice. I think technically technically it's, it's play at the plate right now that it's being reviewed. No, you're not even there's not a play at the plate. You're host. I'm continue, continue. He, you're out because, and it, honestly, it, I'm more pissed off now. Like, it, it, I really wasn't like it was a good one to bring up. I liked it, but I don't think you're safe. I, that's just what I'm saying because there's better options. I, I really want to see Schmidt. I think he's MLB ready. I have so much confidence with him. Like I've said before, we've seen Schmidt go against the Yankees A team in spring training. He pitched against literally the best lineup in baseball: John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, all of them during his outings. Spring training, I get it, but he's going up against the best guys. He showed he had it. He's better than Loisga. Loisga, I don't, I can't deny that he's gonna have a. He's not gonna have a big role. He's gonna have a big role. I don't see him as a starter, especially. Was your point? He's gonna start in the playoffs. I just think he's gonna be a starter. I'm not he, saying. I mean, the playoffs I mean, is completely different. It's he borderline be- is already. He's he gets starts all the time. He just doesn't go. He's, he's never gonna go. How many starts? He's been a. He's he been opens. an. He's been an. On and off starter, on and off bullpen guy. I'm not going to change my mind. You're you're out. You're safe. 50-50 is not bad, though. And I'm not going to say that it was a bad it's supposed rounding to be, It's third. supposed to be bold. It's supposed to be bold. I like it. So my rounding third is I'm going to get a little morbid here. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see 2016-2017 Gary ever again. 
And I, I, he just, I get it's early, but is it that early? I don't think he did that well last year. He's one of the streakiest hitters we've ever seen. Guy can get hot as a pistol, and he can absolutely hit the cover off a ball. But do we want Adam Dunn behind the plate? That seems like what he is. He seems like he's home run or bust. He comes up in big moments. He does have his stretches. And when he does get hot, he is the hottest player and the most feared person to pitch to on the team probably because when he gets hot. But it is annoying when he's not hot. And when he 2016-2017, Gary, that was the Gary that came up and took the league by storm. He hit like 40 home runs in like less than that games. <laughs> like he was killing it. I just don't think we see him again. I I get there's no other option, and I know you guys are going to say that because Higgy is the only other option. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying Higgy's taking his job because he's not. Gary is going to be the starter for the foreseeable future unless we get somebody else in the offseason, which we also won't do because Gary, I feel like they, they're oh, – and I'm not going to give up on him. I just don't think we see 2016-17 Gary again. So I actually know his stats from last year more or less off the top of my head because I had a very intense argument with one of my friends who's a Red Sox <laughs> fan today about Christian Vasquez versus Gary Sanchez, which is a – he was claiming that Christian Vasquez is better – than um than Gary Sanchez. And we were going back and forth and he hit he hit about two fifty, but he still had an OBP of three oh seven, I think, or somewhere around there. Also at thirty four home runs and did that all in hundred and six games. For any catcher to play 106 games and have 35 home runs is super, super impressive. And that looked like a down downhill year for Gary because we were used to the 25 home runs in 55 games from 2016. So maybe we won't see that again. But those numbers were otherworldly to begin with. So, yep. No, that's I'm fine with him hitting 250 if he's going to hit 35 home runs. Yeah. yeah. So, what am I? Huh? Am I safe or out? I don't know. <laughs> it's tricky. Like, it's tricky. That's the thing. Like, so, like, yeah, you're right. But also, like, I don't think Gary stinks. I still think he's the best hitting catcher. In never, never said he stinks. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more right. with Murph because he, comparing him to the 2016-2017 year, like, he went off. And that's kind of unheard of, especially for a catcher. And I hope we see that again. But I think he's going to level off and kind of find his average stats that he'll come down to because where he was at before was just unheard of. And again, not to say he's not going to be a fantastic player for the Yankees. Cause I think he will be. I think he's still the best hitting catcher in the league as a raw hitter. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough to agree a hundred percent, but I, I don't think we're going to have him be that good hitting what he hit like 20 home runs in like two games. Yeah, it was unheard of. Like, I mean, honestly, who knows? Just, but it's, oh, he, he, he came up in August and he hit 25 home runs. Yeah, <laughs> like the, it's, it's like, crazy. So like that's it's kind of comparing like the hottest streak ever to just an average player, which is it's tough to compare to. But so I'm safe. I get what you're saying, but it's a little bit on the edge. But sure, you're safe. Go for it. Murph. Yeah, I'll say your thing. But it was a challenge play. It was under review, and people are still pissed about it because no, it was no, still close. No, no, it seems like it wasn't close. You just said it, you said it wasn't close. You're, you're, well, it was weird because it you're was more, more saying what, the question's what bad. The, it's just a weird thing. It was more what the implications were because yeah. there was a lot more weighted behind that. We're not going to see that again. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, we're also probably not going to see, like... All right, that's the know, end of that. 
yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. Uh, last award, just the the Murphy. What's the Murphy Award this this week? Last award. Then we we'll hit DMs. Then we'll get to Michael K. Because I know that's what you guys are all listening to. If you haven't um, if you haven't already skipped ahead and just skipped this back. Circle back to me. I had one and I lost it. Murph, uh, Damon. Um, I haven't really found a name for it because I wasn't really thinking about it before. But um, it's like the whole point. Yeah, but I don't have a lot of time. But just like I'll go first. Okay. All right. I'm gonna give the, away the Little League Pitcher Award, <laughs> and that's gonna go to J Hap. J Hap is looking like he would be the fifth man in a rotation in Little League World Series, and it's not. And he's the coach's son. That's the only reason why he's in the rotation. He looks horrible. I hate J Hap. I had, think he has no spot on this team. You know why he's a Little League Pitcher too? Because he's walking people. It's not even that he's. If he threw strikes, he would give up home runs for sure. Like, I'm not saying if he had accuracy, he'd be good. He would still give up home runs because that's his bugaboo all the time. But he's not even, like, he walked in a run. He walked in a run. I haven't seen that. I, I didn't even do that in Little League. <laughs> I didn't do that. I was an accurate pitcher. I was really good. Yeah, the older you are, the better you were. Uh, just stealing my line right there. <laughs> uh, you know, if I, 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 I knew you were going to say it, I wouldn't have said it, but somebody needed to say it. Either way, J-Hap, Little League pitcher. That's funny. That's, that's I, was, I was honestly thinking about the same kind of route with the Little League stuff before you even said anything. But I was going to say, like, my dad's the umpire award or something like that because the umpires were just so bad. And I feel like I need to say something about them. So because who are you giving that award to? Just the umpires. My dad is the umpire? You know, like, dad's the umpire in Little League and, like, they always give them, like, the friendly calls to people. Your dad is the umpire and you're giving it to the umpire. That makes yeah. no sense at all. Whatever. Maybe was, your dad is. Maybe your dad's cutting the checks. You weren't on the spot. Maybe. I told you to do this way before. Murph, please <laughs> save this. So I, I was trying to give Phil Mevin some kind of award for getting tossed, and I just couldn't come up with a name that clever. You guys suck. What do you mean? Think of name. It's the whole point of this. I don't. I don't have time to do any of this. I thought it was pretty cool that Phil Nevin just gave somebody needed to give. I'll give that, that was cool. I'll give that, that one a cool. name. I'll give that one and, a name. It's I'm the, glad it that, that one's name is the I Volunteer as Tribute Award because they, they used him as the person <laughs> to get tossed so Boone could stay in for the, to manage the yeah, second game. Yeah, they just like sacrificed well, him. Well, the funny thing was he got tossed, at, I think it was in the seventh inning, while Ford, right yeah. after Ford got out, and then he just turns around and he's back on third base 30, yeah. 30 minutes later. Well, that was, that was literally that. It's I Volunteer as Tribute because I want Boone to continue. I have another game that I want Boone. Actually, he stayed in for the second game, so you know yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, that was funny. He literally like, he just went for a walk and came back. I think he was just pissed. Maybe like, his mask, he could hear him a little better. Boone was like, I haven't seen Boone's face in like yeah. three months. Boone was like right behind him and like trying to like pretend to hold him back while he was like yelling. Did you in see his the face. Like, go that Boone gave him? Yeah, so like Boone didn't even have to stare. say anything. Boone deadly, took one deadly, look deadly at deadly Angel stare. Hernandez and like. I almost pissed my pants looking at the video. Yeah, that was really funny. All right, let's get into the DMs. We'll do a few, and we got one voicemail, and then we'll get to Michael K. Uh, first DM comes to us from Nick Salanitri. Good name. Italian guy. Uh, he says, thoughts on the Yankees' defensive lineup with Wade at second and DJ at first? Murphy? Um, I just feel like that takes Voight and or Ford out of the lineup kind of unnecessarily. Um, I'm, again, a huge Tyler Wade guy. Have yeah. been for a long time, but at this point, I'd much rather have Voight's bat in the lineup than Tyler Wade's fielding. Yeah, I, I do like the... Um, I do like how we've been 
putting the I feel like I could have been putting um, Tyler Wade at second and um, Lemayhew at first towards like the end of the game because there's some situational stuff going on and maybe Wade goes you know pinch runs or just goes in for a defensive substitution. I, I like that aspect of it, but I think sure. there's no other way. To, there's no other value to do it besides end of game defensive sub. I agree with that. Oh, I forgot to play the uh, the DMs. It goes down in the field. It go down in the field. It's a little late, but a little late, but I'll get it next time. Uh can't always bet a thousand. So uh yeah, I like it. I like Wade getting some time. I mean he he has no other opportunity to really get time. He clearly can't hit the broad side of the barn. We're the Tyler Wade fan club. Uh Murphy he's, he's is doing the his leader. Role. He's doing his role. Michael K just joined the Tyler Wade fan club, so that shout out him. He That's didn't. He didn't pay his fee though. But I don't want to spoil anything. We'll get to that in the interview. But yeah, I like it. I I think. I mean, DJ isn't so much better at first than Voight would be. He's he's definitely better. So there's not really much of an upgrade. It's just a wasted spot. It's just yeah. No, I mean if you're up, you might as well. All right. What's the next one? Next question comes to us from. Jack Greco says, how do you think Chapman will do after coming back from the Corona IL? Um, I think he's going to be a little, he's going to obviously find, he's going to have a find his rhythm a little bit. I mean, he hasn't pitched yet and he's, I think was the plan for him to do some, um, was it alternate site pitching for a little bit and then come back? I think he did. He did that I think already. he's done with that. Yeah. I think he's, yeah. I don't know. I think he's going to come back and, eventually be the Chapman we all love and especially from just watching him work out in his hotel room and stuff like that like I know he's been I know he hasn't just been sitting around doing nothing so um I know he's been staying in shape but always it's always rough that you don't get your reps in and that's always important so it's gonna take some time but I think he's gonna be just as good as what we've you know signed him for yeah I I think he's a he's a wild Pitcher, so I, I expect him to have some trouble. He just needs his reps starting but out, but that's just a reps. He's thing, also so. he's also a veteran guy. Like he'll he'll figure it out. Also, Britain's pitching well enough where we don't need to rush him back into the closing spot. And the rest of our bullpen's doing well. We don't need to rush anything right. at all. You know. Um, well, yeah. But yeah, what we got next. All right. So first voicemail comes to us from our boy Papa Urshela. Shout out to Papa Urshela. Here's a voicemail. Yeah, uh, it's Papa Urshela. Um, as I'm calling you right now, it's the first inning. DJ LeMayhew hit a bomb. Uh, extend him for life. Yankees need to extend DJ LeMayhew for life. Just blank check whatever money he wants. Yeah, that's it. That's the fun call. Well, call. I can't speak. How do I redo this? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Papa. So, so that's from Papa Shella. If you don't already follow him, he's a, he's a riot on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you follow him. But yeah, DJ LeMayhew needs to be extended for life. We got into that a little bit with uh, Michael K in the interview, talking about ex- get yeah. DJ's a free agent after this year. I don't know. I I don't. I feel like again the conversation we had with with K. I don't think we could have said it better ourselves. So, I don't. I don't, yeah. don't want to spoil anything. But Murphy, if you have any other like thoughts on that, because um, I don't know. I think he just needed to 
He said it really well. Yeah, I think like I wish we could just plug Michael Case. Yeah, we'll, defer. Yeah, we'll just defer. go go back and we'll listen to that in a little we'll bit. We'll defer to him. He said it really well. Papa Shell called back. I Did think. he try again? No, it's a different thing. How you doing? It's Papa Urshela. Right now at the bottom of the sixth inning when I'm calling this, Giovanni Urshela's to a three-run bomb, okay? Luke my ass. Biggie ain't getting his job back. That's it. That's the phone call. Goodbye. So I like that, that that's the phone call. Papa Urshela, of course, is calling about Gio Urshela. So, yeah, Gio's the, Gio's the king. I personally think he's top five third baseman in the league. Yeah. That's and, and Duarte's not I was gonna use that. That's a jump. That's a jump. I was gonna use that for my uh rounding third. I might I might save that my explanation for it on the next episode, but definitely will. Um I, 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 call, mean, I call that one. But yeah, I, 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 I really wish that Matt Chapman wasn't in the league because he definitely deserves a gold glove, but as long as Chapman's playing the kind yeah. of third base that he's been playing, he's not gonna see one. Yeah. So true. Agreed. Gio Shell is not a fluke, and he's actually I, I had the take earlier in the season. I said Miggy is going to be the starting third baseman by the start of the playoffs. That is so wrong, it hurts. Yeah. I I was so off on that. Yeah. And yeah. I also said that Ford is should be the starting first baseman, which I was also wrong on. I did say Chad Green was the best, uh, the most valuable reliever, and that that hit. So <laughs> that's that. I think that's it for me. You guys have anything, or should we just let them listen to Michael K now? No, send it over to K. Yeah. All right. See ya. (laughs) Catch you guys later. Hope you guys enjoy it. See you on the other side. You just said you're at the stadium. What's like the craziest change that you guys have faced? I know you do the broadcasts in the dark at the stadium at night when it's an away game. I I guess the craziest thing is to to do the broadcast off of a monitor. Um, You know, I've never done that before. A lot of TV guys do it, but I guess I started in radio, so... I don't work off the monitor. I always worked off the field. Uh, that's odd, yeah, you know, because there's just so much you can see on the TV screen. So you got to hold back a little bit. You don't know if a ball's a home run. You don't know if they're sending a guy home from second base on a single because the you know the, the camera follows the ball, not the runners. So you're kind of in the dark a little bit. That's weird. The fact that you know I'm here with David Cohn and there's a big pane of glass between us. He's in one booth. I'm in another. So we look at each other through glass and. And then uh, the third thing is, you know, Paul's in Ohio and, um, you know, he's, you know, we look at him on a a separate monitor and he raises his hand when he wants to talk. So we don't step on each other. It's it's odd, but it's, you know, it's working out. There are worse things, I guess. Yeah. We always hear you guys making fun of him in the, in the basement in in Ohio. I think that's that's just so funny. I mean, that's honestly how we're kind of working it. You got three of us with you right now. So we get, we're in a zoom meeting and we're going to have to do the old hand raised thing. So we don't step on each other's toes, but (laughs) You know, we know how you feel. We know how you feel. <laughs> but uh, my name is Luke. I've been the one that was talking to you through the account. I know it's probably kind of weird talking to a podcast account. You don't know, really know who you're talking to. But I'm That's Luke. That's all right. I see 161st Street. I feel safe. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I'm Luke. We got you got Damon and, and Murphy here with you. So How's it going, Michael? Hey, guys. We really appreciate it. How's it going, Michael? You yeah, thanks for taking the time. All good. Thank you. So another question we had just about the season to open things up. Obviously... Corona is a big factor. We don't want to get too deeply into that, but we just wanted to get your expert perspective here. What do you think, if you had to put it out of 100, what are the percentage chances we finish this thing? You know what? I keep uh, I keep going back and forth at it. You know, when it started, I thought it was 100. Uh, I thought other than an absolute catastrophe, um, they, they were going to uh, they're going to be able to finish it. The Marlins thing and the Cardinals thing, 
and all those postponed games. Maybe, I guess I take it to about 50-50, maybe 55 yes, 45 no. Um, I just don't think you could keep postponing games, you know, what the Phillies are going through right now. And they didn't even have, uh, it turned out, any positive test of players. You know, they're going to play 56 games in 54 days. It's just not fair. It's not right. And I think, you know, fans depend on a schedule. And if the schedule is that easily uh, changed, I don't think that's a good thing. But um, it's, it looks like they're going to try to plow through because, you know, the, the reason they're playing this is to get to the postseason where they could get paid mm-hmm. from the network. So I don't think they're going to easily just call it quits. So I, I think they're just going to plow through. But uh, I was more confident at the beginning of this rather than after the Marlins and the Cardinals stuff. Yeah, now the Marlins are in first place at 5-1. You don't want to see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That might be a good thing, though, because they lost 18 players, and yeah. if they could actually compete, it didn't just render them completely useless. I, I thought for a while they were just going to bang their season, and, and you know everybody would go by winning percentage. The teams had to play the Marlins to so, you know, just take those 10 games out. But I'm glad they're back playing, and anytime you know Don Mattingly could have success, I'm cool. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Obviously, the Yankees are going to be in the World Series because we're, we're we're killing it right now, and hopefully, we do get to the postseason and we get to see these teams compete with each other. But, um, you know, wh- who would you like to see the Yankees play in the World Series? Given that we kind of get to that point, and I want to kind of leave that into into interpretation of how you want to answer that. Because, um, for instance, I'm like a huge Braves fan outside of, outside of Yankee Land. I know I get a lot of, a lot of hate from that, but. I'd personally love to see a Yankees-Braves World Series, but um, I guess who would you like to see Yankees play if we get to that point? Well, I, I'd like, I think the two best teams in baseball, the Yankees and the Dodgers, so I would kind of like to see that just simply to validate the whole season because already people are talking about, well, is there going to be an asterisk and things like that? Mm-hmm. I don't think there should be an asterisk simply because of the fact that I think this is going to be a tougher thing to win than even a 162-game season. That's that's how difficult it's going to be to stay healthy and you know to 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 get to the end of October. So I'd like to see Yankees and Dodgers just to, just to say, hey, look, the two best teams made it, so this is a legitimate World Series. Right. There's not a big ashes next to it. It's yeah, I actually I, I agree with that take too because I mean like, I've heard you say it on the Michael K show as well, um, and just they are dealing with so many alternative factors that are going into this season, and a lot of people want to call it. And asterisks, but I, I agree. It might be, honestly, harder to win this one. Yeah, it's like what uh, Antetokounmpo said. Uh, you know, they, they, they talk about an asterisk for an NBA championship. He said, this, they should have an asterisk because this is the toughest one ever. I mean, to lay off for four months and to come back and play in a bubble, this is not easy. Yeah, 60 games stinks. It, it's, not, it's not what you want, as Joe Jordy would say, but that's what you get. And uh, we're getting baseball, which is the most important thing. And uh, I think the only thing that 60 games will give you is it will give you the, you know, the outlier where uh, you could cover up your flaws in 60 games that you wouldn't be able to cover up in 162. So you hope that that outlier gets erased in the postseason. The thing that worries me the most about the way it's set up, though, is that there's not enough of a, a negative. If you make it as the, the you know the last wild card and you play the first first team, that's a best of three. And although the games are all at the home ballpark of the number one team. You know, you, the number one team still has to win two games. Uh, I would prefer, like, to have it, uh, I think, in, in the KBO, where the number one team just has to win one game and the uh, the, the lower-ranked team has to win two. Because, hey, bottom line is anybody can win the best of three, even the worst team. You get two good pitching performances. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the Yankees and the Dodgers season could be over. So that's a, that's a real difficult uh, 
thing to navigate. Michael, you mentioned the um, playoff format and how it's changed this year and how it may or may not be off for the better. Just with the whole season and all the different rules that they're doing, including, you know, um, man on second and extra innings, what kinds of those rules do you like, not like? Well, I mean, although I'm old, I'm, you know, I'm incredibly young looking, but uh, it's, it's funny <laughs> that I, I've always been a traditionalist and I didn't like the wild card when it first came out. Now I do. Uh, I don't like the fact that 16 teams make it out of 30. That's not really lending much credence to the regular season when more than half the teams make the playoffs. But this year, I'm all for everything. This is the year where you throw it up against the wall and see what sticks. So uh, I was surprised yesterday. Uh, I wonder how you guys felt. I, I kind of like the seven-inning doubleheader. And, you know, if you end up doing that, I think you could play more doubleheaders. Maybe you could play a doubleheader a week. You give the, the season, you can give the guys more days off. Uh, you could shorten the season where um, maybe it starts in the middle of April and it then ends when it ends now or started early and, and you could end the the World Series in the middle of October. Uh, I, I like the seven-inning games. I think the players do, too. Uh, that That's one thing I think is cool. I have not yet experienced in the Yankees' first 11 games the runner at second base. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people that I like and, and that I respect, they, they say it's pretty cool. Um, I don't like it at first glance, but, again, I'm more of a baseball purist. But, you know, you could talk me into it because that's what the season is about, just trying, just trying stuff out. Yeah, it's, I mean, with this season – Anything really goes, it seems. And yeah. Everybody's open to trying new things. And I, that's the reason we asked this question is because, I mean, we get what the MLB is trying to do. There are some things that they are implementing that they have intentions of keeping around. So, I mean, with that being said, I mean, first of all, my perspective on the 17 doubleheaders, I do like them. And obviously, they serve their place to get games in in a short amount of time. The one thing I did not like about yesterday is the Yankees win that game, <laughs> game one, if it's not a. Not a seven-inning game, you know? I mean, they started getting the momentum going. You know, I don't know. Different outcome. Yeah, especially against a team like the Phillies with a bad bullpen. The longer the game, the better your chance yeah. that you have to get to them. Yeah, I mean, you even saw it the second Aaron Nola came out. We come back and just score runs automatically. So, yeah. Uh, with those rules, I don't know if you mentioned it, sorry, but did you? which ones do you see sticking around? Because, like I said, they are obviously trying to feel out some rules. Um, I think they're going to have expanded playoffs. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, you know, what it was before this year, because obviously you want to make as much money from the networks as you can. So I think that's going to stick around. I don't know if it's going to be 16 teams, but I think there will be expanded playoffs. And uh, I get the feeling because they were trying it out independently. You know, maybe the runner at second base could be something they try. Maybe it wouldn't be in the 10th inning. Maybe it would be in the 13th inning, something like that. But uh, those are two I could see sticking around. And and maybe double headers with seven, especially if the players like it. I think that that could stick around as well. But, you know, everything is so uncertain right now. I, I'm, I, I wouldn't swear to it. I don't want to lead you guys astray. Uh, I think those th- the, the three things I just mentioned have a chance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot of testing going on this season, which some may be good, some, some may be good, some may be, you know, not, not as good. But um, kind of bringing it back to last night, um, I think that especially with Hap kind of underperforming is what we expected and Paxton doing the same. What's your what's your level of concern with the starting rotation right now? I know Garrett Cole is dealing right now. I think that we have a lot of young guys who have potential to become a starter in this rotation, but what is your level of concern moving forward um, in the next couple of games and weeks? As long as they stay healthy, my, my level of concern is not huge, huge. I, I, you know, I'm concerned about Paxton being four miles off, and, and nobody seems to know why. 
you know, I was expecting big things from him. You know, he's going to be a free agent. I thought he'd really have a big year. So that's a little bit of a concern. Um, Jay Happ finished strong last year. Uh, so it's there. Uh, I don't think that he was helped yesterday by Angel Hernandez's strike zone. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think they're okay because you, you got Clark Schmidt, who I thought should have actually made the, the 30-man roster. Uh, he's waiting at the alternate site. I yeah. think he's a legitimate pitcher. Um, I think he can stretch out Loisiga, and he could be in the rotation. Uh, King, the same thing. Um, but until uh, I believe that Tanaka is going to be much better. Uh, I like the way he threw in the first game. You know, 94 miles an hour, that's about as hard as he's thrown in two years. So I think with that, means he has good arm speed. So the other pitchers should be able to come around. And the one thing that, you know, you know, people look at records. I don't think Garrett Cole has come close to pitching the way Garrett Cole could pitch. And I think he's only going to get better. I think that's how great he is. So he's yeah. a guy who's such an artist out there and such a technician that he hasn't had his best stuff for three games and he still – gets wins that's he, the guy is an animal you know yeah. if he doesn't get hurt he's going to be one of their greatest signings just because of how he is off the field how he is with his teammates mm-hmm. how he is with the media the way he loves the game i mean this guy again nine years is a long time to give a pitcher and obviously an injury is probably going to happen at some point I hope it doesn't but this guy's the real deal and this is the one thing they've been missing this is the guy you throw in the first game of the playoffs and you know, let it roll and uh, you give your bullpen a rest and then you should be able to piece it through in the other games. Yeah, we were talking about that internally before, just how he's he's such a different mindset than his other players because he lets up a home, home run and he just gets stronger throughout the game. Like, he just learns from that instantly. And the other thing that we see ah. is is that he, he goes back into the dugout and then studies what he did wrong and com- communicates with Sanchez or whoever else is behind the dish. And he's just... We don't see that a lot in, in the Yankees' starting rotation. No. I mean, he's a, he's a different breed. He, he really is. I mean, he'll, he'll talk pitching with anybody. He, he loves to talk pitching. You know, it's like he's a professor more than, than he is an athlete. And, and I think that's great. And that's why he's able to get through times when he's not throwing 98 miles an hour because he's so smart and he's such a thinker out there. Uh, he's phenomenal. I mean, he, again, I've said this before in other interviews. He's almost too good to be true. You keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, but I, I don't think it's going to drop. I think this guy is legitimately that guy who loved the Yankees growing up and loves pitching and wants to be great and wants to be one of the best ever. And uh, I, I think he's awesome for the team. And I just, I love his attitude where he gives up a hit. He doesn't like, he doesn't drop his head. He gets really ticked off. <laughs> you know, he, you could see he gets angry and he wants to, he wants to be perfect out there. And that that's why he, Every time this guy pitches, it's almost like must-be TV because you never know what he's going to do. I mean, the strikeouts this year are kind of down for where they were. You know, I think he was averaging over 12 per nine innings. He's not at that point this year. But I think that's coming. I just, you know, I cross my fingers with all pitchers because I think, you know, three weeks to get ready is not enough. You see all these guys going down, and you just hope that the great pitchers don't get hurt because they're not trying to push it. I hope this guy is smart enough. It certainly seems like he is that he's not going to push it to a spot that he shouldn't. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, just to kind of pull it back a little bit to when we were talking about the rest of the staff, obviously Cole is the cement at the top. Um, no problems there. But for the rest of the staff, do you think we might need to dip in uh, during, uh, excuse me, the trade deadline for either the bullpen or the back end of the rotation at all? I think the bullpen's fine. I mean, losing Canely uh, obviously was not a good thing. Uh, but you could slide grain into that spot, and I don't think they're going to be using an opener that much, and if they do, they could always go to Loisiga. 
Uh, I think the only way you dip to the alternate site guys is if somebody gets hurt. I don't think you're going to take anybody out um, for ineffectiveness because a guy like Hap, you know, he's 38 years old. You almost think he's going to figure it out. Um, If if Paxton continues to throw 91 miles an hour and they can't find out why, that's a guy that maybe you you say, all right, let's let's shut him down for a while. But, Mm -hmm. again, they've got a lot of viable arms there. I mean, I really like Clark Schmidt a lot. I think this guy could be a number three starter in the big leagues. And King has shown he can pitch, and and Mawazic has shown he can pitch. So I don't think they're in any trouble there because their bullpen is so deep uh, that they can carry – a starter who gives you, you know, an outing of maybe three or four innings. Not many teams could do that. I think the teams with the best bullpen uh, this year are going to be the teams that end up standing at the end because, you know, with the short time to get ready, I just don't think starters are stretched out. They're not ready to give you eight innings. So uh, I think you're going to have to get 12 innings out of a bullpen almost every day except when Cole pitches. And, you know, the Yankees are one of the few teams that could do that. Yeah, I mean, especially when guys like Hap out there are going for two innings, Paxton currently doesn't have it, which I, I have more faith in Paxton in terms of overall talent because he has that. I mean, Hap is just, his ceiling is there. We've seen what we've seen, and he just doesn't really look like he's getting better. He, home run ball is always his issue. Like, what do you think? I, I, we're also a huge Clark Schmidt podcast. We love him, and we really think that from what we've seen in spring training and what we've seen because even in spring training, he was facing the A-team of the Yankees, and the A-team of the Yankees is the A-team in the league. So if he's dealing against those guys, I mean, God only knows what he can do against the rest of the league. So I really think that it's a possibility. I, I don't know anything, but <laughs> I wanted to get your opinion on, do you think that a Schmidt for Hap straight-up swap could, could be in the near future? See, I, 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 as you know, I've said it you know, a couple of times, I really like Schmidt a lot. I think Schmidt's going to be in your rotation in 2021. For sure, uh, I think that they probably have more concern with Paxton than they do with Hap because Hap's stuff is still there. It's just about it's just about location and, and controlling it. Um, you know, he, again, he wasn't helped by a subpar umpire on home plate yesterday. I'm not giving an excuse, but mm-hmm. he's not. You know, Angel Hernandez is not loved throughout baseball, but I, I think Hap is going to figure it out. I really do. But if Paxton doesn't get his velocity up. I don't. I don't know if he's going to be able to figure it out. That that's the one that concerns me more than half. Uh, if they had a slide of starter in, if you're asking that, uh, it looks like they're more apt to go with King for some reason than Schmidt. And, and although I like King, I, I project King maybe to be a four or five in in a rotation. I could see Schmidt being a three, but um, the Yankees are keeping their eye on all of them because next year there might not be Tanaka, there might not be Paxton, there might not be Hap. Uh, so there's going to be spots in the rotation open. You hope that Severino is going to be healthy to pitch in 2021. But you could see a guy like Clark Schmidt actually step up and uh, and be in the rotation next year. This year, I think it's going to be. I think it's probably going to be more an injury than ineffectiveness that'll get him up here. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear that you're you're confident in the rotation because I think every other Yankee fan's a little bit worried, to be quite honest. <laughs> you know what? Every other Yankee fan has to take a breath. They're 9-2. and two. They're the best team in baseball. Just take a deep breath. Know, we had yeah. a guy call up my radio show the other day and said, you know, they got to bench Gardner. He's awful. And then, you know, he's hit three home runs since then. You, yeah. you, baseball, you can't really make decisions in short sample sizes because things change. And now you got to make decisions quicker this year because it's yeah. a 60-game season. But you don't pull a guy who hit 28 home runs out of a lineup because he struggled. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think Yankee fans, and, you know, I grew up a Yankee fan, they want perfection. And there's no such thing as a perfect baseball team. But this one's pretty darn close. That's the one That's the one thing that makes me sad when I think about the season. 
I would love to see what this team would do over 162 games because I think yeah. they're that good. I really do. Yeah, us too. Yeah, and that very well said. And I think that even the lineup yesterday, you see, I mean, we're we're on Twitter and we're seeing all the people reacting to the lineup and they're you know saying and Duhar's at third. We got other people playing who shouldn't be playing in the outfield, and we're just like. It's a double header, a seven inning double header, and it's the tenth game of the year. Everyone take a take a deep breath and relax. We're every, all these players could be starting somewhere else. We we're it's a very I would like call a champagne problem because we are yeah we're, we're blessed to have these problems in the lineup. And, um, and you know what? And, and they have you know you guys have heard already that you know they sent Andujar to the alternate site. You know one yeah. for fourteen mm-hmm. because there's no place for him to play here. There really isn't. I said that. I said that when this all started, I had like a debate with Jack Curry. I said, you can't put the guy in the outfield. You can't risk out. You know, he, he already made a big error in the outfield. I thought he played great in the first game at third base. But with, with Talkman, you've got coverage in the outfield. You really do. And, and Stan is a DH, and he could play in the outfield as well. So uh, Urshela has shown he's the real deal. So you let, you know, Andujar go to the alternate site and at least get it back. You know, I know he's in their plans in the future, but uh, – Everything is good. Believe me, everything is good. And that first game is a game that they they should have won. They used their C relievers rather than their A relievers because they knew they had a second game. But bottom line, nine and two, you sign up for after eleven games. I think that's something like what is that, twenty seven and six starting yeah, the season. It's not too like bad. Yeah. Not, it's definitely not bad. Specifically on more on Miggy. We, yeah, we it's it's not good. It sucks for him that he gets sent down. But like you said. He had some opportunities and he really didn't take advantage of them. So what can you really do when he doesn't have any other place in the lineup? He's number two at the at the very best on the depth chart at each position, if not third and seventh in the outfield. But um, something I had been thinking about is, I mean, personally, I think Stanton looks pretty good out there. He's, just, he's moving around pretty pretty good. And when he was on the Marlins, he was the everyday starter in a loaded outfield with Ozuna and Yelich out there And when he was in Miami. I personally think I don't see why not throw him in left unless you see something else. I mean, I, I feel like it's personally got to be something to do with injury. He's maybe a calf, like, maybe something nagging, and we just we can't for the life of us figure out why he can't go in left when his numbers defensively for his career are pretty good. I mean that just opens up the the DH spot for Miggy, who can get every day at bats, who we know is a proven hitter. So what did you think about that? Well, I think what they're doing by not playing him in the outfield is more. Uh, injury prevention rather than that he has an injury. Uh, they want to keep him off his legs as much as possible. And also, if you put him in left field, it has a domino effect. Uh, all of a sudden, Gardner's not playing and Talkman's not playing. And mm-hmm. whatever you think of them offensively, they're both superior left fielders than Stanton yeah, to a high degree. So um, I think they like Stanton at DH. You're right. If Stanton plays, plays left and, and Duhar's your DH, but then Talkman's not playing, and then Gardner's not playing on a team that doesn't have that much left-handed bats anyway. You're taking two out of the lineup right there. So I think it's more injury prevention rather than he's got something wrong with him. And all, I think they think they're a better team with him as the DH and either Talkman or, or, or Gardner out in left field. Yeah, I, I agree completely with that. I just think the injury prevention thing is interesting because couldn't you say the same thing about Judge? You, you can say it, but I, I think that Stan has proven that the legs are an issue with Judge. It's kind of freaky stuff because, you know, yeah, he hurt the shoulder going into the wall, but but Judge is also, he's a plus defender. He's probably a gold-glove level, yeah. level right fielder. Stanton's not that. Stanton is, is average, barely average in left field. Stanton, Judge is an absolute great right fielder. So 
you know, I've asked Boone this on the radio show, and he said we had never, ever thought for a second of taking Judge out of right field. And I just think that comes down to the fact they would lose a plus defender with Stanton. They're gaining a plus defender by having him be a DH. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And t- talking about a very good point. Yeah, talking about another left fielder, another young left fielder who I think everyone's been dying to kind of see him get his real chance and be a starter and kind of find his way into his lineup is Clint Frazier. I know I'm a huge fan of him. I've been watching him ever since college, and I, you know, I was so excited when he came to the Yankees. And we all know he has a above average bat, and his fielding has been an issue in the past. But he also hasn't been called up this, this season yet. But what do you, what do you think his future with this team is moving forward? It's a great question. I, I actually feel a little sorry for him. Yeah, because he, I think he could probably start for half the teams in the major leagues. He's that good. Um. But, you know, the Yankees are a team that does emphasize defense. They, they like to have a good defense, and he has struggled, as you said, in left field. So I, I don't know exactly how it plays in the future. Judges in right field, you would hope for a long time. They have Hicks signed for five more years after this. They really like Talkman. Uh, I don't know if they bring Gardner back next year. Uh, it comes down to who do you like better if you're the Yankees. Do you like Clint Frazier or do you like Talkman? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Talkman's bat has been great. Uh, Clint Frazier probably is a guy who projects to be a better bat, but Talkman is such a good defender, and Frazier has struggled and left. It, it might come down to that. I, I don't know. I, I, it, it bothers me because I, I think the guy had a lot of value, so much value that the Yankees got him in such a big deal, but I don't know if he has the same value. And So the Yankees don't want to trade him now mm-hmm. because he's not the value that he, he, he truly is because he hasn't been able to show it. So it, it's a conundrum for them. I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to do. And, and again, I really feel sorry for the kid because I think, you know, last year when he played, he was a big contributor to yeah, that next man up stuff. He, mm-hmm. he really drove in big runs and got big hits. But I think the fielding is an issue, and I, I know he's working on it, but uh, that's probably keeping him down there right now. Yeah, and Talkman, I agree. Talkman right now is definitely the, the better all-around player for sure, and he's a lot more... Trust, trustworthy out in the outfield. Um, it's just, it, it does bug me a lot too because I, like you said, Clint Frazier could play for half of these teams and be a three through five hitter on most of those teams. And I hope, I hope all the best for him. And I truly think that, well, not truly think, but I'm a little worried that if he goes to another team, he's going to come back with a vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he does, if he goes to another team, you better hope that you get a, a great return for him. Maybe, yeah. maybe a really good pitcher, but you know, you, you make a great point. You know, it shows you the depth of this Yankee team. So Frazier could start on, on half the teams and Duhall could probably be the number three hitter on half the teams in the big leagues. I think if you let Talkman go right now, he's a starting outfielder on half the teams and not many, uh, not many, uh, um, teams have that kind of depth of, of great talent. You know, a lot of teams have depth, but not great talent. Yeah. And the Yankees proved that last year. Everybody got hurt, and they still won 103 games, which is kind of unheard of. But it does create a problem this year because all those guys that helped you get to 103 and prove that they could play up here, a lot of them are blocked now because people are healthy. So uh, that's that's where Aaron Boone comes in, and that's why him being such a good communicator, you get guys from being ticked off and you know, kind of ruining things in the clubhouse. He's really good at that, and, you know, he explains everybody's role. Yeah, I agree. I just think, it personally, if he got traded to Texas tomorrow, he's batting five. That's just... Could be. Yeah. If he's uh, well, you know what? Mike Ford's another guy like that. 
You know, they yeah, uncovered a gem in Mike Ford. A lot of people think that he could be a middle-of-the-order hitter for maybe 10 of the teams in baseball, and those are those are good problems to have. I always, you know, I love when people say that's a good problem to have. It's still a problem, though. <laughs> you know, these, this, this is this guy's career, you know. Yeah. Clint Frazier wants to play in the big leagues, and, you know, it's a good problem for the Yankees to have, but is it a good problem for Clint Frazier? No, it's a problem. He wants to play. Yeah, and it does stink, too, because if the season started as it was supposed to on March 26th, he's starting on opening day because of the injuries. Yep. And that's a different storyline then. Yeah, absolutely. And he could he could have hit so well, you know, he could have been 2020's version of Urshela. You know, yeah. you feel bad for Andujar losing his job that way, but Urshela just outperformed everybody, and it's hard to take the job away. And you know, Clint Frazier didn't get that chance to just outperform everybody at the beginning. You know, he could have played a month and hit 340, and all of a sudden his trade value is through the roof, and the Yankees might reconsider what they think of him too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, another guy that we kind of have the same ideas about is uh, Tyler Wade. We've been big on Tyler Wade since last year, um, although he's another guy that just kind of can't find his way into the lineup. And the way he plays, I think, is a little bit different than a lot of the lineup. Uh, he runs and he fields as opposed to being a big hitter. Where do you think he kind of fits on this uh, this year's team, at least? Well, I think the role that he's playing right now, you know, the fact that he can play shortstop, it's huge for him because that's the one area that the Yankees don't have great depth. And if something happened with Torres, you know, then he would get his chance. Uh, I just wish, because I, I like all of his skill set, just like you guys. I think he's, he has a chance to be a really good player. He, when he gets the chance, though, he has to hit. You know, he can't, he can't hit 150 when he gets the chance. And he can't go 0 for 4 every time he's in the starting lineup. You know, his, his speed plays all the time. It shows all the time. It's a great, great weapon. And his glove is a great weapon but he has to hit in order to uh, command more playing time, and he hasn't hit consistently enough. Yeah, we're the we're the leaders of the Tyler Wade fan club, and we are currently accepting applications, so I think we can get together and uh, make the exception for you if you're Yeah, I'd like to get in there. Yeah, yeah right, I'd well, like to get in there. Consider yourself <laughs> added. Is there a fee or anything like that? Because I don't like to pay stuff. No, well, it's just <laughs> it, the fee is just about you just got to have like tweet once about him when you see him in the lineup. When you see him, all right, or I'll talk him up on the air. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So <laughs> yes, tonight, exactly. Tonight, tonight, if he needs a defensive replacement at uh, second base, just be like, just wanted to mention Tyler Wade fan club. He's out there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can we'll do that. The fee. <laughs> we'll be we'll listening. That. We'll <laughs> the fee. Good. That's what I like to hear. So, uh, just a couple more questions. If you have, I'm not sure how, how much time you have, but um, we just DJ LeMayhew. They, I mean, what's there to say about him? He's just all that and then some, and he's obviously in a contract year. I just, I, what do you think the Yankees could pay for him? What do you think the contract will look like? Do you think they'll resign him? Obviously, he's going to command a large sum of money because I don't necessarily think I haven't looked back, but I don't think he's been paid too much in his career because he hasn't really gotten as much recognition as he is now. What do you think a contract might look like, and do you think the Yankees would go for him? You know what? I think the one problem with him, obviously he's a great player, uh, and he's a player that doesn't really exist in baseball because the guy hits line to line. Uh, you can't shift against him. Nobody does. Nobody tries. He's too good of a hitter. Uh, he's great in the clutch, but he's 32 years old. So what exactly are you giving him? Are you giving him a five-year deal? The Yankees seem like they shy away from that with all the players now. Most of baseball does. I mean, if I'm the Yankees and I could get this guy in a three-year deal, I think I would do that. Uh, the numbers, I, I'm not. I'm not quite certain what he would demand on the open market. <laughs> the Yankees got him for real cheap. You know, 24 million for two years. 
from the Rockies, and it didn't seem like that there were that many people clamoring for him. They saw something that somebody else didn't. Um, I'm sure the rest of baseball has had their eyes open to him, and the Yankees could certainly outbid everybody else. But you know, with, with the Yankees, you always have to look who's up next. That's why they yeah. let DD go because Gregorius could mm-hmm. play short. So if the Yankees say, you know what, Tyler Wade could be a starting second baseman, maybe they don't go crazy for LeMay. Maybe they, they think Estrada could be a starting second baseman. I'm not sure. I think that I think they probably want to keep him because he's so well liked in that room and the players like him and he's so you know, such a great player and I don't think I'm overusing that phrase. Mm-hmm. They'd like to they, but you know, if if he could get five years from somebody, I don't know if the Yankees would give him five years. I just I just don't know if they would swim in that water. Yeah. yeah, it's true too. And when you look at, you see, they got to pay Judge soon. They got to pay Glaber soon. There's just a lot of big contracts. Yeah, where the Yankees you got more money than anybody, but at some point you got to think, like prioritize here. And yeah, yeah. everybody's got a budget. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think especially with this 60 game season, I feel like every time something happens, everyone makes these wild assumptions, and there's a lot of not a lot of time to to make some some reactions. So. I want to kind of get your boldest prediction for for this year, given that we do finish the year out. Boldest prediction with the Yankees or overall? Um, maybe both. Yeah, maybe both. <laughs> Either or. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a bold prediction. If he doesn't get hurt, I think Judge is going to win the MVP. Is that bold? <laughs> he's looking like he's got it. <laughs> well, the staying right, healthy. I mean, part we're is eleven bold. games in, guys. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. but, uh, we're yeah, we're, we're one sixth uh, of the way there. We are one sixth of the way. No, way. after yeah. tonight we'll be one fifth of the way there. It's amazing. Exactly. Um, um, it's kind of sad. Yeah, that's about as bold as I could get. I, 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 I mean, Gio Urshela is going to have a great year, but uh, in terms of bold, uh, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Don LeGrec is the bold one of the two, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's my boldest is that Judge will win, win the NBA. All right, how about this? Garrett Cole win the Cy Young. That's not bold. He's three and zero. There you go. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, nothing's bold with the Yankees right now. They say World Series, not too bold, but you know, obviously, champagne problem. So, all right. So, so what yeah. about what about the uh, whole the whole league bowl prediction then? I, <laughs> no, no. I mean, that would be nice, but I don't think the Orioles could hang. Uh, I, I mean, there's so many teams that are going to make it. It's just weird. Uh, the, the team that I wouldn't want to face in the postseason would be the Indians because the Indians starting pitching is really, really, really good. Yeah. And that scares me. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you could roll out the starters that they have and, uh, you know, their lineup is pretty good as well. This could be the last year for, for Lindor with them. Mm-hmm. That would be the team I would want to avoid. And, and I, I, you know, I know Yankee fans always laugh when you say this. I don't think I would line up to play the Twins either. The Twins are really, really good. I know the Yankees have owned them in the postseason, but uh, every season is different, and and that lineup scares me. They are really a good team. Yeah, especially if they're hot going into the playoffs, which if they keep this momentum up, then I don't see why not. But Yeah, well... Honestly, Michael, like we actually can't even believe that you came on here. (laughs) We're super fans of you, listen to you every night. But... uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, thank you for all you've done for the Yankees recently, and for coming on. Just one thing before you sign off, we need to we need to hear it. Can you give us a see ya? Just as I say goodbye, or do I want one of you guys to hit a home run? It might, might, yeah, be, it might goodbye, be a while maybe. before we hit a home run. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
social life's not going that well. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple guys in front of me in the death chart in left field, so uh, it, it might be a while. <laughs> we are, we are, we're we're short ways away. We're on the Upper East Side, so quick, quick train ride. Just let us know if there's, <laughs> if there's a if there's some open tryouts. I'll be out there, but five know. miles from this. You know what? We'll it's, so, it's, so, it's it's so sad because like we're sitting here in the ballpark and this beautiful field is like empty in front of us. People should be playing on it, but. Um, we can't even get like we can't even get extra people from yes and I mean, everything is like this is how many people could come up and everybody has to be have their temperature taken. It's uh, you know you, you feel a little safer that they do that, but you look at that field and go there, there should be baseball on that field right now. You guys sound like the guys that would enjoy it. Oh yeah, we'd be Absolutely. the guys who enjoy it. We're we're at minimum fifty games a year. Uh, next time oh, we're cool. next time we're out there, I and mean, we're five minutes away from the stadium, so we just take the subway up there as, as much as we can. Uh, sometimes it's the middle of the game. We're hearing you out there. You're having a blast. And we're just, you know what? Why don't we just go to the stadium? So we, we just hop on. So I don't know. Sounds just, good. Yeah. So if we could just get a, a CIAD 161st Street, we'll just play it at the end of the podcast from here on out because this is the craziest moment. All right. So all the, guys at and, all the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. And you could kind of combine them together. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing Great. That's thank you so much and honestly like we said on Twitter whenever we're allowed back in a bar first 10 beers are on us sounds good sounds like I'll get drunk <laughs> yeah the first 10 <laughs> yeah alright All right. thank <laughs> you Michael be good guys alright thank you Michael I don't fill my shoes I don't clear my way I can't fly a cruise I'm back to gym, half court, take that back to the rim All that cash that you've been talking came right round by the back to your brim I came from when my car started and my tank ain't had no gas When my only opportunity was fight to make some cash Taking scripts to ease the pain, divvy up to make them last Taking way too much to handle, throwing eights on plates on glass Now I'm straight in case you ask, I'll be good when the stream is real Dark thoughts in my mind, sometimes I wonder how my demons feel Drinking in this coupe, it's switch to start and then I let it build Thinking about the time when all I wanted was to get a deal with